Hello and welcome to the Undead Wookiee Podcast, episode 62, Warning Signs from 1985. The Undead Wookiee is a fortnightly-ish podcast focusing on horror and sci-fi, but there will be times where we dip into other genres because here at the Undead Wookiee, our nerdiness knows no bounds. Hello and welcome back. I am your host, Hugh Lloyd, as always, and we've got a fantastic episode lined up for you today. Um, and I can't wait to share this one because this one is a really, really sort of little hidden gem that I've never seen before. So before I introduce my very, very special co-host, let's check out the trailer. These are the signs of warning. Symbols of danger. Some are all too familiar. This one signals the most ominous threat of all. By the time you see it, it may already be too late. I've got a warning flag. This is not a drill. Seal the building. No one in or out. God Almighty. How many dead? Who are you trying to protect? Pray for the people trapped inside. Pray they never get out. Warning sign. Sam Waterston. Kathleen Quinlan. And we are back. And I am joined by my very special guest my uh, my brother from another mother my <laughs> my good good friend mr peter nielsen peter how the devil are you sir doing fine it is sunday and as of this recording it's super bowl sunday yes. so for me that's uh uh anxious is a good way of putting it <laughs> so what time will kickoff be for you uh, well, after midnight. Yes. Uh, somewhere I, I'm just going to plop down in front of TV and then uh, uh, calm my nerves, <laughs> and uh, we'll see what happens. Yes. Uh, if I, if I'm rejoicing or crying tomorrow. Well, as a long-suffering Niners fan, I think you deserve it. I think. I it think would, you, it I would think be you're nice. You're old one. You're old one. It would be nice. Yes. For a change. Yes. And we'll a, see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, like I said before, as a Texans fan, the less said about my team, the better. So... <laughs> well, you, well, it could be worse. You could be a Browns fan. So. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk about long suffering. <laughs> now we are, you know, once again from your magic box. You have dug uh, out. Uh, okay, that sounds. <laughs> Peter's been rummaging in his box once again, folks. And... Oh, nice. That's an image you'll never get out of your face. However, it won't beat one of the greatest comments I have ever heard. And it probably ranks right up there with... Um, uh, in, in, in all my 16 years of teaching, walking down the corridor and hearing a member of staff shouting, Stop that! Get out! Stop rummaging through my drawers. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that's when you just keep walking. Yes. Don't turn around and nope. seeing what's no, just ignore, ignore nothing yeah. to see here. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. No. <laughs> I didn't see anything. I have no idea what you were talking about, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> so we are talking about warning sign from nineteen eighty five. This is I, I and I before um, yesterday, I had never seen it. I had never heard of it. Um, so this was a complete, and at a, I went into this completely blind. And uh, thank you, sir, because I think we've unearthed a little gem here. Yeah, I, I haven't seen this since I think it premiered in eighty. You could on VHS here in Sweden in eighty six. So yeah. I think. That, that was when I watched it the first time, and I don't think I've seen it since, to be honest. This is... Um, it, the first thing that um, struck me was how good the cast is for this. Oh, yes, we'll get into that. It's the, what a superb cast. Absolutely fantastic. Um, so... Oh, and not only that, did you catch who the uh, DP, the cinematographer on this one? No, no, I did not. You, you did not? Should no. we save it? Yeah, we'll save it and you can spring that little nugget of gold onto us in a second. So, okay. the basic gist of this is you have a, um, I suppose it's, um, it's a military, it's a top secret military biological weapons uh, factory that's being disguised as some kind of... Um, agricultural yeah yeah um growth yes genetically enhanced something for the crops or something and of course something goes wrong something escapes yes um that's actually a pretty cool scene where he's walking where you see that where that that kind of that that piece of tape or or, uh, stickers is on his uh, the suit his biohazard suit and then if he lean when he leans in the the kind of little uh oh what you call it uh yes um that little glass cylinder oh damn it what did they call test tube yes with 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 something sinister in it and it kind of uh sticks to the 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 little tape that's on his arm and he walks around with it for quite some time and then it drops on the floor and it gets kicked around and the suspense is building and then crack and there you go yes but what I loved about the setup for this is, and I think it's it, it, it kind of talks, you know, it sort of talks directly about the entire film, actually, is that it's quite understated. There's um, no rage-infected monkeys. Um, a little, you see a little bit you later. See, yeah, you see yes. a couple angry chimps and a few nasty yeah. rats. Um, mm. but there's no sort of like big sort of build up to it. It's no. just very, very normal. Everybody in the building, um, they all seem to be very normal, sort of, um, even though they're clearly, you know, doctors and engineers and those kind of things, they all seem very normal people. And it lends, uh, it lends to the realism of it. I yeah, think. absolutely. Um, and act, you know, ironically, as you know, we're covering this and this was done with no, um, real thought about it, but you know, this sort of, you know, we're in the... <laughs> Bit of a mm. bit of a a bit of viral outbreak at the moment with the sort of coronavirus and those kind of things, and it's sort of yep. 
well timed on our behalf, I suppose, if that's what <laughs> yeah. you can call it. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's totally coincidental. Yes, but what a cast. Mm-hmm. What a cast. So it stars Sam Waterstone, mm-hmm. Kathleen Quinlan, mm-hmm. Yafet Koto. Just, it was just a superb, superb, superb character actor. Jeffrey uh, Dumman, um, or Dimon, Dimon, Dumman. I think Jeffrey Dimon. Dimon. I think that's yeah. Who, of course, is you know people will remember him from uh, The Walking Dead, um, from The Green Mile, The Mist, um, The Hitcher. He was in the X Files. I mean, this Bob the Green Mile. Yeah, you said that, uh, and the uh, haunt, the haunted the TV yeah, movie yeah. that we covered, and and remember Citizen X. Yes, where he played, uh, where he played Andrei Chikatilo, the the uh, Russian serial killer. Yeah, yeah. This guy is a superb character actor. Um, yep, and you know, done a lot of work with Frank de Bo- Frank de Bont. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he is. You know, it's, it's massive. Massive um, amounts of TV. Um, you know, he's a really good working character actor um, who I think doesn't get the praise that he should. Well, I think you can say that with uh, uh, a lot of the cast. Like Sam Waterston, you know, I mean, if you say the name Sam Waterston, most people today won't maybe think, oh, okay, who? Yeah. Even yeah. though he was on. Uh, uh, Law and Order for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he goes back to uh, the Killing Fields, oh, uh, the Great Gatsby, and, yeah. or one of my favorites, Capricorn One. Capricorn again. Now people people forget about Capricorn One. They do, it's, and they should not. No, it's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, the Killing Fields is just heartbreaking. It's a heartbreaking film. It's been a while. Yeah, Maybe I should go back and watch that again. It's um, it's it's not a gather around the around the TV with the family kind of film. No, <laughs> <laughs> not really. You know, um, he was in Nixon. Um, you know, he's been in every serial mom. With oh yes, yes, Captain he was the, he was the dad, wasn't yeah, he? He was the dad yeah. in that. Um, and the hopscotch, remember with um, Walter Math. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. If yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. So uh, he's been, uh, he's been in, uh, it's a name, when you see him, you, I'm, you, you've probably seen him in, in something. I yes. mean, the Law and Order ran for a long time. And I mean, the original Law and Order, not the other spinoffs. Yes. But yes. the original, he was on for, uh, I don't even know how many episodes, but I, there were a lot of them. I think there was like a billion made. Um, something around that it's, number. It's, Give or take 10 or 20. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And now, here is the moment where I was sat there and I watched this. And this was my holy shit moment. Okay. It was Captain Harris. Oh, yeah. GWB. Exactly. Who, again, is a superb character actor. Everybody, of course, remembers him from the Police Academy movies. But before the yeah. Peace Academy movies, he was Oh, man, gay- he's been in a lot. He, was in- he goes back to, to MASH or yeah, St. Elsewhere. <gasps> yeah, he was Gator in MASH, uh, Short yeah. Circuit, uh, Mannequin. Um, oh, yeah, that one. Uh, oh, and the TV shows The Closer and the yeah. spin-off Major Crimes. Yes. 
and he was in uh, Burglar. I like him at that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was and great. Let's see. Oh wait, remember Rustler's Rhapsody? Yes. With uh, that was Tom Berenger, wasn't yes, it? Yes, Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger. Yeah, yeah. He was the cowboy who only shot people in the hand. Yes. There you go. I yeah. haven't seen that one he in a the, long time. He played the sidekick, didn't he? he yes. Was the sidekick in that. <laughs> Um, oh, he's a good actor, Jimmy. Oh, he's, he's superb. He was in Dinosaurs. You know, he, he was in Dinosaurs. He played the police officer Dinosaur. He uh, were, ah, yes, he was. Oh, I love that show. Um, I tell you what I did love him in. Um, and it's only a small part. Is double-crossed with um, Dennis Hopper. Oh, yeah. Great oh, film. I haven't seen, haven't seen that one in. Great film. It's only a small part. It's only a small yeah, part, yeah, but, but he's absolutely superb. If you make the most of it, it doesn't matter if it's a small part. Yeah. Um, he was in Q&A, a very small part in Q&A with Nick Nolte. Oh, um, yeah. I like that movie. You know, I think one of my favourites, and probably where the series was really starting to take a bit of a down, downward turn, but one of my favourites is Police Academy 5, Assignment at Miami Beach, <laughs> where they, they, they put Dork in sunscreen on his chest. Yep. Apps, you know, <laughs> kind of shows where I'm at, sort of with my humor. But <laughs> well, I'm going to show you where I'm at. I have all of the Police Academy movies on my shelf. <laughs> wow. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Police Academy? Oh, 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 man. Putting me on the spot. I haven't watched them in, in a long, long, long time. I mean, the first one is is, uh, is a classic. Yeah. Uh... I never forget just how saucy the first, I can't believe I used the word saucy there. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> just how saucy the first one is. Oh, you mean the speech scene? Yeah, the speech scene. Among yeah. others. Yeah, among others. Among others. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, I like Citizens on Patrol too. Yes. Uh, actually, so, but yeah, I, I mean, and the Miami part. There's, I think you should, once you get further down the line in the show, you, you kind of just have to. You leave the brain at the front door. Yeah, yeah. And uh, choose whatever beverage might work, uh, <laughs> and uh, some snacks. And I, you'll, I mean, you know what kind of humor you get into with the police academy. Yes. It's not. I mean, we are talking childish humor. Oh yeah. Oh, completely. Completely. And it is. It is. Uh, mindless fun. Yeah, complete. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think. People underestimate silly. People underestimate silly and how how entertaining silly is. Yeah, and it made this this uh, small uh, piece of a song famous. To a certain club. Oh yes, the Blue Oyster. Yep. Oh, just <laughs> how politically so. incorrect. What is that now? Oh, I'm not sure you can measure it. Even. No, I don't think you can. No, nope. I don't think you can. The other, you know, the other great cast members in this is Jerry Hardin. Uh, Deep Throat. Yes. Another politically correct name. Yes. yes. <laughs> Deep Throat in yes. X Files. Yeah. I mean, he was in the firm. Um, he's the lawyer at the beginning and at the end of Big Trouble in Little China. He's in Cujo. Um, Wanted Dead or Alive. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, great film. Great yeah. film, absolutely great film. Um, next time, next time you decide to fuck me, Lipton, kiss me first. Yes. Oh. 
And again, and he's been a lots and lots and lots of TV. Yes, loads. And he sort of he plays uh, interested in this. He plays sort of like um, a, a farmer in this one, but he always yeah. seems to play um, suited and slimy very, very well. <laughs> yes. You know. uh, okay, so the neighbors are starting to. <laughs> I think uh, I think they have grandchildren visiting. So ah, oh, well. right. Now, what's interesting in this? Um, you know, like I said, he has done loads, and he does loads of voiceover stuff. He was in Ali McBeal. Yeah. Um, he was in the Second Civil War, which is quite. Um, Quite an interesting film. It's good. It's, it's it's like a TV movie star, Bo Bridges. Uh, I don't think I've seen that. One. Oh, it, it's it's really interesting. It's it's this idea that sort of again, um, mid nineties, oh. um, and it's about sort of uh, when like uh, immigration in the US spins out of control, um, and the sort of you know the country sort of almost sort of splits apart. Huh. It, it's, it's That's, it seems familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it, it's really, really, yeah, wow, well, yeah. Uh, it's it's quite, you know, it's a bit cheesy, but it's quite, it's, it's one of those ones okay. that, that you'd sort of come across and you go, oh, I'm in now. Um, mm. And of course, we have Rick Rossovich, who famously was in which film, Peter? Well, I have a couple. Well, he was in. It's not. Is it Top Gun? You're thinking? Top no? Gun. Yes, he was okay. Slider. And he was also in Roxanne, I yes, think that was, and and the Terminator, yeah, he's the boyfriend, yes, and and he's a cop in Streets of Fire, Navy Seals with Charlie Sheen, which is... I didn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> Have seen it. Uh, we still don't mention. I'm not a big fan of that movie, but no. still, he was in it. <laughs> he was in ER. Yes, yeah. Well, I gotta be honest. Things think sometimes it's easier to say. actors of a certain age where you just think it's easier to say who wasn't in ER. I know because I know. everybody has been in it. Um, well, it's it's actually I I know I bring this up a lot over on Retro Movie Geek Saint Elsewhere that yeah. hospital show. Yeah. I mean everyone everyone was in that one. Yes. In in at, at one point or another, it's like and yeah, that's the same with ER. Yes. So. Uh, yes. You get your start there, and you just move on. Yes, and he moved on to Black Scorpion too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't he in several of the Black Scorpion yes, movies? Yes, he was. Yes, he yeah. was. Yeah, uh, mm, playing different guy. characters, strangely enough. Yeah, well, he, he was probably killed off in one of them. So, think, uh, yeah. so, uh, and then after that, it's kind of like you don't really it. it that, those are kind of the big names. Yes. Yes. Uh, with a uh, yeah, we we didn't even dive into Kathleen Quinlan or Yafet Kodo, but I mean. Yafet Kodo, if you, you just mentioned Alien, yeah. uh, The Running Man, yeah. uh, Homicide, Life on the Streets, that yeah. TV show, which was really good. Yeah. Live and Let uh, Die. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, the the Brubaker. Uh, uh, Midnight Run. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, well, that was not the best movie anyway. No. Uh, the <laughs> <topic>. <laughs> we covered that on our original Movie Geek, and we thought, this is going to be great. And then we watched it, and thought, oh. The memories were better. It, it is one of those films that actually people say, oh, it's a great comedy. It's really not funny. No. And then you watch it and think, ah, you know, I remember this differently. And yes. we were all, bo- both me, Joel, and Daryl, like, huh. Yeah. Hmm. It is that sort we of. We should have stayed with the memories. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always good to go back. <laughs> nah, not always. So, I know. So, Jeff Ed Cotto is. Uh, uh, 
and it, yeah, I don't know how, how do you would you describe him in this one? He well, in some instances he's kind of a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... But there's still something. I mean, he does he he does what he's he's told what he's supposed to do when shit hits the fan, which yes. it does in this movie. Yes. So uh, I suppose he's he's doing things correctly. Now he was also in um, oh, um a Charles Band film. Uh, not Charles Band. Um, oh, Larry King. Larry King. He was in um, a Larry King film. Um, uh, it's got a couple of different names where um, he, oh, I think <laughs> in the US it was called Love Bone or um, and then it was called Dial a Rat I think in the UK Okay. Um, and he basically he plays a criminal who breaks into a wealthy couple's house um, and sort of basically he sort of he ends up becoming like this strange sort of like marriage counsellor to them you know it rings a bell it's it's a really really odd one, um, hmm. and it, I mean it's odd for Larry Cohen. Larry Cohen, not Larry King. Larry King's the fucking news presenter. Larry Cohen. Larry You're, Cohen. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking. I was going to what? What the hell did Larry King star in? Larry but, Cohen. Yes. Okay. Yes. Larry Cohen. Yes. Yeah, there it, you go. It was strange. Okay, it was so strange now. even for a Larry Cohen film. Really strange huh. for a Larry Cohen film. Um, That's saying something. Yeah, and I mean there is like no budget. No budget. I think I've seen it. I mean, it rings a bell. So I, it, I think I've seen that one. I'm, I, I'm I have to go back. I think it's like 1970, something like that. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, it's a proper odd, odd film. He's superb in it, though. He is hmm. absolutely, and he's so intense. He's so intense. Well, he has that look about him. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if he he can look at you in a certain way and you don't question anything, you just do it. Yeah, yeah. Now, so, uh, Kathleen Quinlan, she has been in everything, more or less. Yes. Yeah. And you talk about, you know, she goes from Apollo thirteen, um, Civil Action, um, to the hill, the remake of The Hills of Ice. Hmm. Um, just a, you know, breakdown. With uh, Russell. Yeah, yeah, and you, she was in uh, uh, what we covered last year, Event Horizon. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is another good one. And uh, uh, let's see, Blackout. That's the yeah. TV movie. I think we covered that one. Yes, we covered that. That's kind of what what set about the the, the our spinoff uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, she's she's been in a ton of stuff. And a great, and again, great character actor. Yeah, actress. Sorry, superb character actress. And she was in the. She's doors. good in this. Yes, she was. She was in the doors. Um, yeah, great, you know, and that's what sort of were really sort of because I think this, you know, I think warning signs treads a fair that sort of fine line between sort of TV movie of the week, mm-hmm. um, and a really really good sort of science fiction survivally horror thriller kind of movie yeah i mean because because if you if you just look at the basic premise and then you uh, you think oh okay it, it seems good enough and then you you go into the cast list and you think what uh yeah yeah so uh yeah it's i mean and then the director didn't really because warning sign uh hal barwood it was the director and warning yes. sign is his only feature 
Yeah, I mean, because he wrote, because uh, he was known for being a writer, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he like Sugarland Exp- Sugar Express and, and Corvette Summer. Remember that one? <laughs> and one and with with the Mark Hamill and yeah, yeah. Uh, what's her name uh, Annie Potts. Yes, yes. And he yeah. wrote. Did he? Didn't he write Dragon Slayer? Yes, he did. One of my I favorites. Like, I like Dragon Slayer. That is. A, I, I. So do I. It's a good movie. Do you know Confession but, Time? Never seen Sugarland Express. Oh, huh, okay. I have watched it a long, long. I don't remember much about it. It's been a while. Never so seen, uh, never seen yeah, go back. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. But yeah. it's, you know, he did. You know, he's done. Like I said, I think is this is. It's his, his only feature. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's done one short, and then he did a lot, uh, did uh, direct some video games, uh, a bunch of video games. But yeah. uh, he's basically a writer. Yeah, does an incredible job here. Now, come on then, lay on me. Who? The cinematographer. Yes, come on. Who? Who is it? Uh, let's see. Let's see if you can guess. He's been the DP on movies like. Uh, the fog, the Dean thing. Cundy. Yes, there you go. There you go. The second you said the fog, he was like Dean. C- Dean Cundy. How Dean did I? Cundy. How did I miss Dean Cundy? How did I miss Dean Cundy? I don't know. Let, let's let's acquaint people. Halloween one, two, three. Yeah. The fog, the thing, escape yeah. from New York without warning. Jurassic also Park. one of the Jurassic Park, uh, Big Trouble Little China, Back yeah. to the Future one, two, three. Yes. Apollo thirteen, a little movie called High Riders that I like. Yes. Uh, Hook, Death Becomes Her, etc., 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 and we could go on for. At I mean, least half an hour. The st- I mean, what's really, really interesting is that when him and Carpenter stopped working together, John Carpenter, of course, the feel to Carpenter's films just changed. Yeah, they had a just, really, really good working relationship. Just changed. Dean, yeah, because Dean changed. Cundy knows how to shoot a movie. Yes, and I think it's fair to say on this, um, the budget isn't, like, the highest. No. Um... I think, you know, it's, and they make the best of what they've got. It's sort of, um, the sets are very, very simple. Um, it's. Um, yeah, you're basically right outside this kind of a, a facility, and then you're in kind of a bunker uh, milieu. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that that's basically it. But the way he shoots it is. is uh, yes, and it's very claustrophobic. Yes, it is. Um. And I think the fact that I, I think some people might look at it now and think, oh, it's a bit dated in some ways. Um, but actually, I think, you know, for, for me, the scene where they're using the video camera and they're down in the tunnel mm. um, and they, they've sort of knocked a hole in the wall to get into the facility. Yeah. Um, and it's where you kind of first, like, establish what happens to these people after they get the virus. Um and that, and because we get to see it through this grainy sort of VHS kind of camera, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very, it's very chaotic. Yes, it's almost sort of like a touch, it has a sort of touch of aliens about it. Yes, it does. Yeah, it has a touch of aliens about it, which is. Um, it goes in. They're shooting it, and it's kind of like you said, grainy, and then everything just. It, it turns very, very chaotic. You see small pieces here and there. You know exactly what's going on. You hear the sounds and everything. Yeah. But when you're watching it through the camera, you can't really. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's 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 panicky, shaky cam. Yes, but not sort of 
seasick inducing shake. No, 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 no. Realistic, that because uh, would you would you not do that with a well, camera? Well, but given, so yeah, and also given the size of that camera. Um, oh yeah, they're heavy. <laughs> I know. Huge. I, I've had one of those cameras on my shoulder for a, a, back in the day when we we rented and, and shot silly things, and uh, yeah, so uh, they're heavy. Yeah, yeah. It's it, uh, and I sort of what I loved about this and uh, is just the, sort of, like you said how simple and stripped back this film is that actually it makes it feel all the more real. Yeah, and scary. And scary, and like the sort of yeah. excuses. Mm-hmm. Given, yeah, with with the GV GW Bailey's character, Doctor yeah. Schmidt, yes, and you go, oh, it's the pumps. Yeah, I started them up. There, everything is okay. You you can just open it up. There are people who want to go home here, and and, and in other parts of the facility, it is not yes. okay. But everything, yes. oh, it's the pumps. Yes, there you go. I've solved it. Let us out. Yeah, and for me, I love how they set up how the the virus escapes yes it's so it, it's really really simple but at the same time it's very very clever now yeah. most sort of infected films um possibly with the exception of the crazies um <laughs> and both the original and the remake and i'm going to say something slightly controversial now okay I'm a massive George A. Romero fan. I'm a huge Romero fan. I really, really am. But I prefer the remake of The Crazies. Oh, well. I'm not going to fault you for it. I I prefer the remake of The Crazies. Only Mm. because I just think it's a little more polished. It's a little bit more polished. And they kind of play things out a little better. Yeah. Whereas, obviously, I know with the crazies, there was a lot of, you know, there's some great moments in in the original crazy. Don't get me wrong, but I think the remake is just, 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 just takes it a little bit ahead of, of the original. Yeah, well, if a remake is done, uh, I mean, if you do a remake, you do it in a good manner. Then, then it doesn't. Then it'll have its a uh, life of its own. Absolutely. I mean, just look at uh, the thing. I mean, Carpenter's the thing. A yeah. lot of people forget that that's actually a, a, well, it's based on a, a short story, so it's it's not yeah. really a remake uh, per se, but it's still. Yeah. And I like both of them. They're the the, the old one with um, uh, Sebulon McCahan. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. James Arnes. He plays the the carrot like uh, plant like monster. <laughs> I like that one too. Yes, uh, and and the thing Carpenter's the thing is one of my favorites. So I mean, yeah. if, if a remake is done, uh, like like a, a proper good movie, and uh, you don't really do it as a remake, yeah, I think it works perfectly. Absolutely, so, uh, absolutely. Now, the like and the way that this sort of develops, and the fact that um, it's quite a simple sort of uh, method of spreading the infection. Yeah, you think think about when when uh, again with Schmidt, when yeah. he's uh, kind of decontaminating, and then he feels like, like he, there's something in his eye, and he has contacts, and yeah. he, and he has still had the gloves on, yeah. and he takes the contact out and puts it back in. And I thought, yeah. wait, what would you really? But I suppose they're in this environment all the time, so maybe they don't. Sometimes security laps. I suppose. I yes. mean, it's daily, and he just oh, there's something in my eye. He just pulls it out and don't realize that he has gloves on. Yes, 
Yes. That and, could, and, and then again, they don't know that they've been contaminated by this no, point. But no. still, you're in this facility. You, it's high tech. And so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's these small uh, ways it's spreading. Yes. And then slowly around him, people start dropping. They start becoming ill. Um, and then we get that moment where... Well, they, ba- they basically die, yes. more or less. Yes, and then they come back. Yeah. And they're not quite normal. Uh, oh, 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 you think? <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote down rage virus question mark. It's kind of like, you know, remember 20, yeah. 24 days later? It's yeah, yeah. kind of a little bit like that because they go completely bonkers. Yes, and yes. they're, I mean, the violence, I want, holy shit. I mean, when they break, because they want, the, Schmidt and uh, his cohorts. Yes. They want uh, uh, Kathleen Quinnian's character, Joni, isn't it? It yes, was Joni. Joni. Yes, Joni. Uh, they want her to, to open, because like he said, I fixed it. There's no problem. Open yeah. up. Yeah. And then they take the axe to the door into her, because they want the the, uh, the code to open the doors. Yes. Yeah. And she burns it. Yeah, and says there's no way you're getting this. And they, when they break in, she's uh, pulling the gun on her, and then they throw the fucking axe yes. in the wall, and then they, yeah. and then they, uh, they pull out the electrical cords and torture. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. This took a dark turn. Yeah, it it, it uh, sort of that escalated quickly, <laughs> very very quickly, and and she's like in that corner. All I was like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of when Schmidt shows her like I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He kind of like this is going too far. He kind of realizes that yeah. this is not what he wanted. No, no, not at all, not at all. And but then, uh, that was a what the fuck moment. Absolutely, <laughs> because it just sort of like you said, it, it escalates. But then what you can't because at this point you really haven't established um, where you know how the virus is kind of changing people. It hasn't. You, you don't get that moment, and then suddenly. It's you can see the people, you know, normal, everyday kind of people are just falling apart. Yeah, they are just sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, you get kind of because uh, when Yafet Koto's uh, character, when they arrive the military and they they set up base outside and, and kind of uh, quarantine the whole place. Yeah. And then they they kind of uh, tap into the cameras and the surveillance in, yeah. inside the the building, and they see the. What is it? It's P four, isn't that yes, what they call P4. it? Yes, P four. Yeah, well, they see all the. Um, we didn't even get in. Did we get to John Dysart? No. No, we'll get into him. Okay, uh, well, they get a shot there, and everybody looks dead. They're on the floor. Yes. And uh, and all of a sudden, they're not there anymore. No, no. And there's that moment, isn't it, where you where they sort of realize. Oh, this, 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 this is not right. This is good. This is getting, this is out of hand now. And they, yeah. and they, they realize what they got. However, in terms of shitty cover stories by the government, <laughs> a yeast, yes, <laughs> a yeast breakout. Yeah, I don't think that would, I, I, that would like like the people, the townspeople in this one. Yeah. They it it they kind of don't they don't buy it. Of course, hello. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's that they, that's in the in the papers. Yeah, and everybody's suffering. <laughs> Can you imagine an outbreak of yeast infection? Infection. Yeah, yeah, that's not a. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think that's so. going to cover it somehow. 
I don't no. think somehow it's just going to just sort of uh, sort of get there now. <laughs> but then again, the people outside they haven't seen what we've seen. So no, no, that's true. That is very, very true. And I think it's fair to say that this is probably one of the first kind of films that deals with sort of uh, genetical engineering. I don't think there's been an awful lot done before uh, that. I, no, maybe not like this. I think. Yeah. To be honest. Not that I can think of right off, uh, right off hand, but yeah, but, and and done like this because it's still very much, even though this is a sci-fi horror uh, movie, it's still the 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 science of it. Even though uh, it's a bit far fetched yes. here and there, it still feels somewhat real. Yeah, it does, and and what I love is that even though you get the sort of the infected are clearly out of their minds. They are completely yeah, almost, the, almost zombie-like, yes, some of them. Out of the, you know, um, but they still don't lose all their faculties. Nope. So even when they're trying to get at, um, trying to get after sort of um, Sam Watson and, and sort of um, Jeff Dumman, uh, they're trying to get after them, uh, Dimon, sorry, at, at the end of the film, and, and yeah. they, they barricaded into that, where they start drilling through the wall. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they can push. The, there's something that that pushes the door open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so and even even the way they're kind of walking, uh, walking, they they feel kind of like not really knowing where they're going. And yeah. uh, and John Dysart's character with the yes. fantastic name Doctor Nielsen. Yes, yes. Uh, he <laughs> sort of leads them. <laughs> And he's like, no, this way, this way. Oh, there they are. And he's still kind of, even though he's completely out of his mind, he still has that sick sense of humor. Yes. But he's like, oh, where, where did all that blood come from here? On my, my, my I, I, he, I mean, he's clearly. Oh, he's out of his gourd. Yes. Totally out of his. He's, he's bonkers. He's kind of like a weird, mad clown. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I. And just one of the things that I love in the in, is the fact that you got the one doctor who's like got himself sealed into the room. He sealed himself in there. Yeah, yeah, in the in the, in the kind of like the cafeteria area. Yes, yeah, him yeah. And the, yeah, and he's not. He is stoic. He's. I'm not opening this, and he's no. smart. Yeah, oh, completely, completely. I'm sorry. I would have. Uh, I would have covered up the windows and just sort of said, "See you later." I got the cafeteria. Yeah, I'm digging into next week's beef casserole. Yeah, we're all set. So uh, there's food and everything, but. Uh, if you have a psychotic mass outside who's still kind of not stupid, yes, it's yes. not good. And what I, you know, and the ending for this, um, okay, you know, the sort of there's again, it's fairly low key, but at the same time, it's sort of it's quite it's quite engine, you know, it's quite interesting what they do where they sort of they have their uh, they, they manage to sort of knock up the sort of the antivirus for it. And the way in which that instead of because usually I think if this had been re, if this gets remade at some point, mm. um, I think people are going to be having heads blown off and amputated. You know, there's going to be blood deaths yeah. and glo- but even yeah. though there is, you know, some of the violence, like we said in this, is quite strong. It's very, very, yeah. you know, it's strong at times. Hell, they set people on fire. Yes, yeah, that is. I I got to be honest. I was impressed with his MacGyver. You know, um, <laughs> the MacGyver, the MacGyver moments yes. of the sort of A team. <laughs> I, yep. You know, we've got two toilet rolls and, an, and a can of air freshener. Let's build a tank. Yep. And away we go. You know, again, great. It's, it's, it it's has simple. That, yes, and simple. Effective. Yes, absolutely. And I loved it. I thought it was absolutely superb. 
Um, and the use of the UV light. Yeah. The use of UV light in this, because sort of, it gives the sort of, you know, they're able to see the, you know, the sort of the virus on people's skins and what have you. Um, and that moment where they shine it in um, G.W. Bailey's eyes. Yeah, and, and they, he, they think, uh, and that's when they realise, oh, shit, you have len- you had lenses on, you yes. have contacts. That's, uh, yes. And that's where it spreads. Yeah. Well, well for him, yeah, he, he, yeah, he takes it out of, because <clears throat> P- P4 is kind of, they're kind of closed off. Yes. Uh, but he's kind of like the only person who brings it outside. Yeah. And infects the others. Yes. Yes. And well, he's, you know, he's almost like patient zero, isn't he? Yeah. He's like patient yep. zero. And, you know, I. but the other thing I love in this, there's no real bad guys. No, because, I mean, the the people inside the that are like, I mean, uh, the, the, for lack of a better word, zombie-like. Yeah. Uh, they're they're like that because of the virus yes. or the infection or whatever the disease that's spread. Yes. But uh, so the and even Yafet Koto's uh, character, he's just he's, he, doing, he's his doing his job. Yeah. He's doing I like his the, job. I like I like the, the you know with the end where yes. everything is all and where he kind of drives up to Demon's character and he kind of looks at him and then kind of looks away and then sticks his hand out like okay thanks yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't i'm not acknowledging this but okay yeah yeah but, but that, uh, he's still doing his job yeah completely and it, there's that sort of you know i think you know there is they could have, i think there must have been the temptation um when they were right there to make him the sort of mustache twitching villain mm. of the piece um but actually they managed to resist that yeah they managed to resist that. And I mean, however, there is one moment in this uh, where Dr. Nielsen does commit suicide. Oh, yeah. And yes. He uses, he uses Sam Waterston's uh, Sheriff's gun, his pistol. Yeah. Now, that's not a pistol. That's a cannon. It is. So, But you don't see any of it. So it must have blown the top of his, just taken his head clean off his shoulders. Yeah, because it's huge. Uh, the, yeah, I know it's uh, it's a it's a big gun. Yes, and uh, it'll it, there probably won't be much left of his head. No, 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 no. So no. he made proper sure he was going to be dead. Yeah. Yes. Now, did you pick up on the Star Wars reference? Uh, not offhand. But if you tell me, I'm sure I will say, ah. What was the biohazard's code name? The biohazard? What was, uh, the, what was it called? What, the, the the virus? The virus. What was the code name for it? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Of course. See? Duh, Blue Harvest. It's Blue Harvest. Yes. I was like, what What are you getting at? But, oh, yes, yes, of course. Yes. I got that. <laughs> Blue Harvest. Now... The other thing that I did make me chuckle is where the people who have got out right at the beginning. <laughs> what they're walking around in? They put them in those giant, like. <laughs> bubble boys. Bubble thing. Yeah, but, oh, God, yes. And they, <laughs> they're just sort of walking around as yeah. if everything's perfectly normal. But then they're like. Yeah, yeah what is she? Yeah, yeah she says, I'm going to spend. Uh, the, the the one lady, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, whether you're kind of uh, interviewing her for TV or yeah. the news, and saying, ah, oh, it's okay. So what do you think of biotech? That's the the yes. uh, the, the name for the research center. And the, 
she works for it. She's like, oh, they're okay. I'm just going to be here for, uh, what did you say, two days in, in Saran Wrap? Yeah. 48 yeah. hours in Saran Wrap. And I'm, yeah. a, and, I'm, and I'm on overtime. I'm on overtime. <laughs> what, what is this? And they sleep, sit in the chairs sleeping in these. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, oh, man. Now, you see, and it's little things, I think, when you sort of come across these films that, you, that, does, that, that make you chuckle. That yeah. makes you chuckle, but it's so absurd you can actually believe at some point that was how the government agency, um, our government, our, how you know, I, I know in the UK they would do something like that. And you'd have people just wandering around, you know, just, <laughs> just not really batting an eyelid to it. Uh, no, it's like, OK, so, yeah, sure, that's OK. Yeah, and you know, there are small. I mean, even though this is a serious, proper sci-fi horror movie, there's yes. still uh, specks of humor in it. Like when when the sheriff Sam Waterson, when he goes to get uh, Demon's character, yes, uh, at his house, where he's like, oh, you can't. What is he? He wakes him up. Yeah. It's, what, what are you here? What do you hear, Sheriff? Take me home. I, I am already here. And then he goes out and can I can I make you breakfast? And he like, shows him these because he, he's been in growing uh, engineered stuff at his home. Yes, uh, plants and all that. I mean, the people. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No. But the way Sam Waterston, he just opens that petri dish and sticks his finger in it, yeah, and so yeah. they are okay. And he's like, oh wow. And then he goes to wash his hands, and yeah. you know what? I'll skip. I'll skip breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's kind of like small moments like that. Yes. Yes. And everybody in this film um, plays it straight. Yeah. Because they, I think that you know, the, again, it could have been the temptation to be sort of like very, very tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um, lots of you know, quite. Simple. There could have been a lot of goofing around with this, but everybody plays it very, very straight. Yeah, which is why it works, I think. Uh, yeah, and, and and what's nice about these type of films is that it takes this subject matter very seriously. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's very, very well acted. Um, it's sort of, you know, it's, it, it's kind of, it, was, it kind of felt a little bit, considering this is 1985, um, it, I think it, it's kind of ahead of its time. If that makes yeah, sense, I think it's, so. It's sort of yeah. dealing with genetical engineering. Um, it's, it's biological weapons. That's yeah. what they're uh, working on. Yeah. Uh, to to uh, the, the the blue harvest is supposed. To, that's a weapon they're working on. Yeah, and it's that idea that whoever gets it then would sort of then go and sort of slowly become infected and then go on to like kill their dentists, yeah. their doctors. It's not yeah, because they turn on each other basically. Yes, yes, um, but I you know. I didn't even know this film existed before. <laughs> uh, before you sort of uh, sprang this one on me, and it's it's such a great it's a great film. It's a great great film. Yeah, it's one. I mean, like I have seen it before, and then it kind of just. Uh, you mean back in the eighties and the mid eighties and all that? You we watched and that was the kind of well, VHS. We rented movies all the time. Absolutely. And you watch it, and then it kind of. I wouldn't say disappear, but it's still, and it pops up here and there. And then all of a sudden, because we were talking about movies to, to kind of watch, I'm like, hey, wait a minute, I have seen, I haven't seen this in a long time, and I didn't remember much about it. Yeah. And I and I uh, watched the trailer, and all of a sudden things started to come back, thinking, hey, this was not a bad movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's sort of, um, 
it's 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 entertaining. It is completely entertaining. Oh, yes. And I would sort of And it is scary. Yeah, because And it has some very intense moments. Absolutely. And what I love about this is one of my favorite films is The Runestone. I love The Runestone. Um we Ah, I Yeah, I watched that a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, I think. I love with um uh, Yeah, see yeah, with um, oh, he was in Die Hard. He was the villain in Die Hard. Yes, um, I know, I know. Um, and we're supposed to remember his name now. Yes, ah, so um, crickets. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Oh, damn it, people can look it up. Yes, they can find that one. Uh, but I love the Runestone, um, and I think I covered it early doors in the in the. Um, on the show but what i love about it is that i discovered that in the video store wandering around thinking oh this is you know and it, it came up in the sort of it has that sort of like golden globus feel to it um it's got a great cover oh it's got a superb cover and it's and you know and it's quite creepy yeah, and william and william hickey's in it let's yeah. see uh, and uh, the uh, there he is alexander gudanov ah yes <laughs> there yes. you go yes now you know, and it's got Lawrence Tierney. Yeah, it's a great, great film. It's you know, it's completely overlooked. Uh, it's very. It has this sort of like almost sort of like werewolf feel to it, where the sort of the possessed archaeologist um, starts transforming and becomes possessed by this sort of. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a great, great wolf Fenrir. Yes. Fenris. it's a Norse um, uh, mythology. Yeah, and I'm an absolute sucker for anything like that. Absolute <laughs> sucker for anything like that. But, you know, at the same time, it's got it's got a good cast. It's well made. Okay, it's a tight, there's a tight budget. Some mm. of the lighting choices in it are very, very 90s. Yeah. It yeah. kind of feel at times it kind of feels like they were sharing the set with the Red Shoe Diaries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that blues and uh, reds and uh, those kind of feel. But it's a great film. And you discovered it, like, I discovered it completely by accident. Completely yeah, by accident. Yeah, but you do, if, if uh, like, back in the day, uh, it was all about basically the cover. Oh, yeah. Of, of the VHS. And I, I know they had different covers all over the world, and, and some were really, really, really bad. But look at the, like, like Warning Sign or the, or the Runestone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have on warning sign. It's big red letters, warning. At least the one uh, I'm looking at the theatrical uh, poster right yeah. now, and you have that kind of that biohazard mark, and you, it, it it piques your interest. Absolutely, and I mean, th I think one of the greatest VHS covers of all time is Ninja Mission. Oh, that one. Yes, terrible film. Terrible oh, yeah, film. The almost... Swedish um, oh, son of. I should know his name. Right. Uh... I mean, it's damn a, it! <laughs> it's a ridiculous film, but the cover is so fucking cool. It's all yeah, I know. red, yeah. and it's got guys in gas masks, and they've got mm -hmm. Uzis. There's even a propeller boat. Yeah, and you think this is the greatest movie ever made? Yes, and then you watch it, and you go, "Where's the propeller uh, boat?" Yeah, <laughs> and, and where's that? And wh what the hell? And did I pay for this? Yes. And yeah. Or like um, Pray for Death. Pray for Death has got this guy sort of like this sort of Rambo-esque um, in his fatigues and he's all and sort of muscled it up. It was cut to threads. 
it was there was nothing left of that movie. I was about to uh, say because obviously you know um, you're um, where you are in the neck of the woods. It's um, well, it was butchered. Stringent. Uh, stringent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's 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 a violent, violent, violent revenge story. Well, he I mean, they the, kill. He cuts the guy's arm off and beats him to death with his severed hand. Yeah. Just... <laughs> and they kill children. Oh, and my God. Rape unconscious women. Oh, and, it's... and it is fantastic. Oh, it's, it's an incredible film. It's bonkers. And it's so badly and I made. I watched it in the theater in Copenhagen. <gasps> you honest. <laughs> the fact that it got a theatrical release where you are is well, it's, yes. it's in Denmark and Sweden. In Sweden, it was it was cut beyond. You couldn't even. And I remember a VHS copy of it. Yeah. Where I don't know who did it. Did it just sort of start? It, you had the titles and then it ended. Well, it was even worse. That would actually have been better because there's the scene where they beat the old guy and set him on fire in the car. You know which scene I'm talking yeah, about, and people yeah. not uh, having you go back and watch it. But the, the VHS cover, uh, the VHS uh, tape we had in the video store where I worked, yeah. you kind of get to that scene and they cut out where he beats the poor schlob to death. Yes. And then, but the sound was still there. <laughs> so the soundtrack <laughs> is intact. Yeah. But the movie's not, so that's it's very, very bizarre watching. It was like, wait, did I what? But uh, I mean, it's hard to find a, uh, an uncut version of that movie anywhere. Yeah, I mean, the other, I mean, recently I've sort of gone back uh, and started watching the Death Wish films again, Ooh. and I <laughs> people talk about the original Death Wish mm-hmm. being sort of violent and those type of thing. Um, however, I was, I so lucky that my uh, i think it was my mother-in-law uh, bought me um the american releases no they got the double blu-rays of like death wish two and three and then you got mm-hmm. four and five she bought me the american releases of those and okay. each of those contained different cuts of the films yes i think so and i watched the greek vhs cut of death okay. wish two wow wow hmm. okay um, you, it's Jesus Christ! It's so violent. It's it's mind blowing. It is mind blowing. I've seen my fair share of because uh, I grew up. Uh, uh, some of my best friends are, are are Greek and half Greek. Yeah, and uh, I've seen my fair share of violent Greek and Turkish movies. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, ripping ears off and stuff like that. Yeah, and like. I mean, you, you know, in the in the normal sort of in, in the sort of the UK version, obviously the daughter again is kidnapped and savagely raped, and you mm-hmm. know, it, it's very, very it's cut to you know. The, I I actually sort of just thought this is just it's never ending, to the point where it's really uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. And then she throws herself out of the window, and the camera like follows her down, and she lands. You see her going, hitting the spike, outside. Yeah. It's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, it kind of. It's you. You get why uh, why Kelsey is uh, why he is like that because you see that violence and that I don't know that that I mean the people they're not even there's no empathy for for human life no, at all. None. It is 
so you get why he he goes out and just kills people left and right yes even though we don't condone vigilantism but no, uh, no. you you kind of understand why yeah yeah and i think he's even more of a psychopath in the second one than he is in the first one mm. and in the first one he's pretty you know he is psychotic in the first one <laughs> yeah cause, i mean we we covered uh, the first one on uh, retro movie geek and this at least the first and second maybe even the third, but uh, at least the two first, you, it lends itself to very interesting conversations. Yes. Yeah. Have you read the book? Nope. I have not yet. The, I, uh, I think Joel started it. And, the, uh, book is, did. the book is great. The book is absolutely superb. Um, and you get, he's more of a psycho in the book. Much yeah, more I, of a psycho. I, uh, yeah. Don't they kind of, the, the book uh, more takes a stand of the fact that vigilantism is not okay. Yes. I, yeah, I absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's like, I mean, it's like the book of first blood. Um, the, you know, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is v- way different from the film. It is. Yes. Way to the point where Rambo doesn't make it out of this one. Uh, exactly. Because Troutman not only shoots him, he shoots him in the face with a shotgun. Yeah. Um, so there's no coming back from that. No, not with a good-looking visage, anyway. No, 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 no. Um, but it's but again, it's completely, completely different. Yes, it um, is. But uh, I don't know where we've gone because we've completely gone off track with this one. Um, yeah, I think we yeah we got into covers and yes, then yes. things just turned. I don't know where. where I don't we... know where we went. Oh yeah, yes. You, we were talking about the the cover for. Um, uh, pray for death. Oh, then pray for death. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And took a wild swerve there. <laughs> Segwayed into something else. But again, you know, we're talking about sort of, I think people are missing out on the joy of um, going to the video store and finding finding a hidden gem. Yeah. Um, and Just I think, based on the cover. Absolutely. And I don't think you can get that now. It's great that you can have access to anything, anyway. Yeah, but yeah, but there's still, and I know this aged me. It it ages me and and yourself. <laughs> it, it's the physical. Me, you know, you go in and you you peruse the the the, the covers on the shelves. I mean, you yeah. and you see a cover and think, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, it you have to like. Uh, uh, the Witchboard, remember that oh, one? Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then um, oh, the one with, uh, oh, damn it, with uh, The Exorcist, Linda Blair. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, where she's uh, in the, that, uh, oh, damn it. It's not the one with what David we... Hasselhoff in it. No, 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 that's a good cover too. But uh, and, and the one where she's in, the, the kind of with their pledges into a fraternity. And there's, oh, God, uh, uh, street, tra- street Trash? No, yeah. Uh, well, that's another. Oh, damn, yeah, there's a lot of movies we're bringing up. I'll get to that. No, West. Oh, son of a bitch! I even wrote a review on it. Um, um, Savage Street. Uh, no, nope, not no, that not one. Savage that's Street. another good cover. Um, uh, where they kind of there's been a mass murder in in a in a house, and they are pledges they're supposed to spend the night there, and the people who put them there kind of plays pranks. But there's still Hell something Night. In there. Hell Night. There you go. Yes, that's a fantastic cover. Didn't even look it up. Hell night. No. Yes. Didn't even look. 
So, I mean, you and even uh, Kingdom of Spiders is another oh, great cover. Sweet Jesus. Honestly, sweet baby Jesus and the orphans. I fucking love Kingdom of Spiders. That's a good, and I, I'm an arachnophobe, so uh, the chat turned up to eleven. It's yeah, and his name is isn't it? Oh, well, what is his name in that one? It's it's a really cool name. Well, oh, it, it, yeah, cool it, in parentheses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but the 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 fa- I mean, I did not. I passed this movie so many times at the video store. Never rented it because. The, the the cover looked awesome, but there's a shit ton of spiders in it, and yeah. that does not sit well with Peter. And uh, when I finally watched it, it was Rack like, Hansen. holy sh- There you go, Rack Hansen. Rack How Hansen. awesome is that name? And Rack- he is re- he is a he's a ladies' man in that one. Oh, compl- I rented um, Kingdom of Spiders off the video van. Oh, nice. We used to have, obviously we had a video store, but every sort of, uh, I think it was like two weeks, mm. we'd have a van, it was a transit van. It was a big transit van that used to come round. Oh, kind of like a, like a, the, the the book vans? Yeah, yeah, like, the, bo- vans? like the mobile oh, okay. library, but it all, it had VHSs in them. Nice. Uh, and it's just, you know, I remember sort of um, seeing the, the cover for Kingdom of Spiders in it and then getting it home and watching it and just absolutely loving it and like the, my one of my favorite scenes is the end to it i just love uh, the end to it oh, the got, whole town and this yeah. and 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 the and the soundtrack it's so upbeat country song <laughs> it's like what the hell is this and the fact you know, that i i actually have girl. i actually have the the book oh wow wow i read that first really yeah, the book is so so scary. I didn't like that one either. But you couldn't put it down because you started. And I think if I put it down, I'm going to be covered with spiders. So. And I love the fact that they covered the little girl in tarantulas. Yeah, and that scene is so scary. She's sitting in that bed, and there are spiders all yes. over. I think... But I actually, I read, I read about it because uh, you think, oh, little girl, and but she was actually fine with it she loved the spiders so she uh had no problems at all with it you know and i, I mean um wasn't woody strode in it uh yes he was he was the farmer uh where things kind of originate from uh him and his wife his, yeah. their their cattle turns up uh, dead and again you know i think that's something that we're gonna have, we're gonna have to cover kingdom of spiders at some point i'll write it down we're, we're, <laughs> we're gonna have to because it's just it's just a crazy it's right up there with the devil's reign it's right oh. up there with the Devil's Reign. Uh, uh, which also has William Shatner. Yes. Kingdom of Spiders. I don't think I can get uh, Daryl and Joel to cover this anyway. So. <laughs> the creepy crawlies in it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that could be a genre in itself, isn't it? Shatsploitation. I think. Uh, it probably already is. <laughs> I, I would warn anybody to, you know, against typing uh, Shatsploitation into, yes, um, I think that's into a search good... engine. I think that would end badly. Mm-hmm. That would end badly. Don't pick image search. <laughs> oh, God, it's too late. My eyes. <laughs> and that's when you take a Brillo pad to your... <laughs> and they turn they turn the same color as... Uh, see, I'm going to turn it around now. They t- turn the same color as Dr. Schmidt's eyes in this one. Yes. Warning sign. Yes, yes. I, I, t- thinking about this, have you read... I, I picked it off my shelf here. Uh in the 90s something in the late 90s mid 90s there's a book released by richard preston called the hot zone 
No, no. Uh, which is a it's a true account. It, it, it's a fictional book. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, not yeah. a fictional book. Sorry, it's not a fictional book. It's about the the when the Ebola virus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of it. I've never ever read it. I never read it. It is a scary book, and especially when they come to the part in uh, where they are in Reston. It's in Washington D.C. somewhere. Yes. And they all of a sudden discovered that that string of Ebola virus is airborne. And that is fucking scary. Oh, God, yeah. The good part, the good part is, though, that it only affected monkeys. Yes, I suppose. But reading that book, you feel like you really need a shower. It's a really good book. So if you find it in the hot zone with Richard Preston, I would really recommend it. I I lent it out to my uh, father-in-law, and he said, oh. (laughs) (laughs) He saw germs all over the place. Now... You know, because I mean, there is in terms of sort of viral outbreak kind of movies, mm-hmm. uh, it's a genre within itself. Have you got any of your favorites? Well, warning sign. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, outbreak is another good one. I haven't oh, seen yeah, that outbreak. one in ages. Yeah, that's great. Uh, with uh, with uh... Dustin Hoffman. Exactly. Yeah. yeah see yeah, names, yeah. age. <laughs> uh, there's uh, there are others, but right on top of my head, I can't really. I mean, like, I think one of my favorites is, um, of course, I said about the crazies, both the original and even though it's sort of, yeah, you get, yeah. Uh, you get um, 28 days later, um, mm-hmm. 28 weeks later. Um, yep. One of my other favorites is I Drink Your Blood from oh, 1970, yeah. where um, a vengeful father, I think, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, vengeful father infects a group of people uh, who assaulted his daughter with rabies. Uh, no, I think I do remember that one. So violent. But I think a lot of these movies, like with the viral outbreaks, they lend themselves to TV movies. Yes. Yes, they do. They do, actually. And I think, so, you know, in the 80s as well, there was a, there was a, they went through a bit of a period, didn't they, of mm-hmm. having these really sort of like um, quite intense sort of um, TV movies. You had The Day After Tomorrow um, mm-hmm. or The Day After is it the day after about the nuclear war? Uh, the day after. Yes, I think the day after. Yes, yes, with, yes. With Jason Robards? That sounds right. There's always, there's a, there's another one, too. That Steve Gutenberg was in it. Yeah, there's um, a lot of people in that one. Um, and then, you, of course, you had um, um, the UK one, um, which to this day um, still terrifies me is threads i think threads is the most frightening um depiction um ever of the end of the world it is i don't think think i've seen that i heard about it but i'm not i mean i again we watched a ton of stuff back then so it might i might have watched it i don't know but uh oh it's honestly it's it's a uk and it's based about a nuclear if um, a nuclear attack on the uk and it depicts um the end of the world um after or, or a part of the uk after a nuclear attack and it's just oh my yeah, it, God. again it rings a bell and it, the name rings a bell but see i can't I, I have to sit down and watch part of it to say oh okay or if i haven't i'm going to watch all of it of course um and i think you got sort of uh, by dawn's early light um, and they do of course the animated when the wind blows. Oh yeah, that one. Yes, oh, yes. Which is heartbreaking. 
It is, it's yes. Just if you if you don't have if it's kind of a missed in the eyes after watching that movie, you are you're a heartless yeah, bastard. Yeah, and of course you get war uh, the war game. Uh, ah yes, Peter Watkins film. Um, yeah, we covered it covered it a couple of episodes with Liam. Um, oh, it's, it's, but the eighties did have that, didn't they? Um, yeah, it, it goes. I mean, movies like this and and every other genre, I suppose, it goes in waves. Yes. It it has a it has a peak and then it kind of goes away and then uh, it it goes away for a while and then it kind of has a resurgence and uh, which is a good thing I think yeah but but think about this one and a lot of other uh, kind of outbreak movies they could be seen as kind of the start of any zombie movie oh completely completely anywhere basically well it well if if you go back to the original zombies with voodoo and stuff like that you yeah. don't have that but kind of like the 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 new version of zombies the rage uh, yeah the, the fast moving ones this is a precursor to that because they do act like zombies even though they 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 talk and they're fairly intelligent yes yes even though they follow mr dysart or dr nielsen yes uh, <laughs> kind of, he's the he's the lead the lead zombie. Yeah, <laughs> <coughs> yeah, he is. He is. Now, um, here we go. Scores, scores on the doors, Peter. What would you score this one out of ten? Oh, all the scores. Uh, uh, I'm up with around a, an eight, I think. I, yeah, yeah. Some, do you know the, what? I some think some eight. eight, nine, eight. Yeah, somewhere there. Because I mean, it's not again. It's not a perfect movie. No, no, it's not at all. But the, I mean, just for the for the cast itself, you, you you're up there, and for the for the acting, and uh, you know what? Screw it. I think I'll go eight eight and a half. Yeah, just yeah, because I, I was just thinking about that 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 scene in in with uh, Kathleen Quinlan where they break it in her yeah, office yeah. and that is so intense and the way it escalates with that fucking axe and then he pulls the cords out of the light and he just takes it to her yeah. immediately I was like what the I did not remember this from the movie I no, remember the no. zombies and yeah, the virus yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, no let's I think eight and a half yeah I think and it's thoroughly entertaining it's, yes, it is. It's well shot. Anything with Dean Cundy shooting it is, you know. Well, it looks it looks great. It looks I mean, great. even the the outside scenes with the and I I, I like the way the, uh, where he has kind of the vistas with the. It starts off with you see the airplane kind yes. of with the with the whatever it is spraying over the yeah, yeah. <laughs> over the, the pesticides crop. yeah the pesticides yeah. And, yeah and the way where, where uh, Sam Waterston he's sitting there. Uh, Talking to his wife over the phone. Yeah, yes. we didn't even mention that. Sam Waterston is the uh, is the sheriff, and yes. the the Kathleen Quinlan is his wife. Yes. So who's the security and, guard inside? Who yes, exactly. Who starts the whole brawl, the ball rolling? Yeah, well, she shuts it down. But yes. The, the way it's shot, where he's sitting outside, and you see that the gorgeous uh, shots uh, of the uh, the surroundings. Yes. And then you go into that claustrophobic. The labs and the corridors. Yes, sweaty. Yes, it is. uh, It's shot really, really well. Yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I think eight between eight to eight and a half. I think this is a this this is a film that deserves um, a little bit more praise than it gets. Um, I think sometimes people can be a little bit overly snooty about these kind of things, but it's a it's it's so good. Put it on. 
Enjoy it. Enjoy the acting. Enjoy the cast. Yeah, time's going to fly. Yes, and it's not. Yes. It's, it's ninety nine minutes long. Yeah, and it doesn't sit. It doesn't waste any time. No, I mean this. This gets ugly very quickly. Yes, it does. It does. Yeah, um, I absolutely love this film, and I would certainly recommend it to anybody else. I think it's got a real, uh, fairly recently a good Blu-ray release. I think I'm not sure. I haven't really checked, but I think it's out on Blu-ray. I also I think it's also available on Amazon Prime. Ah, okay. I think you, if you yeah. if you got it on Prime, I think you can get it on there. Um, okay. Which is. Um, which you know, I, th- I think you may have to pay for it, but it is available on there. Oh, it's it's uh, it is uh, it's worth. Oh, definitely, uh, definitely. Anything you put down on it, because again, it's it starts off fairly quickly, and yes. then it just escalates, and it gets worse and worse and worse, and then you think it can't really get any worse, and then the okay, son of a bitch, and their flamethrowers and MacGyver-esque <laughs> things, and 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 zombies and glowing people and and violence and it is just absolutely insane yes and yes. think about actually i thought when i watched it yesterday uh there are people in this facility yeah that are have been sitting locked down in corridors and have no idea what's been going on no nope, they they've just been sitting there waiting and then they open up oh, okay look at this and then i wonder what they're thinking i mean they see people wheeled out dead yeah. and and yeah, when well, you like, get that okay, moment, what? you know, can you imagine you're just the sort of you know, you're the janitor, or <laughs> you, you know, and suddenly you find you're locked in your cupboard, and you think, oh god, what's going on? And you spend the entire, you know, how many hours? I think it takes place over like forty-eight hours, perhaps. Yeah, something it's like something that. Like yeah. And you've you got no idea. Then you open the door <laughs> and you see all the blood everywhere, and you just think, like, okay, get, get my mop. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh damn it, overtime. Jesus. Christ. Who's, so, whose I mean, blood is this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and I, I'm, I thought, holy, they've been they've been sitting there completely oblivious to what's been going on. Yes, <laughs> and it, it is, uh, yeah, it, it's watch it if you haven't seen Warning Sign from 1985. Go out, get it, watch it, and uh, I, you won't be. You won't be disappointed. disappointed. You won't no. be disappointed if you're no. listening to this. If you're listening to this podcast, you won't be disappointed. You won't be. No, and if you listen to this podcast, you should have paused it a while ago yeah. <laughs> yeah. and watched yeah. the movie. Yeah, even but... though we didn't, we did not get into what exactly solves everything. We no, won't say no, anything. No, no, no. I think we've done pretty well in terms of spoilers. Yeah, but then you know, as we always say, it's from nineteen eighty-five. So if you haven't seen it, in, you know, you've had a yeah. bit of time. You've been you've warned. Had, you've had time. You've so, had uh... time, Peter, my friend. Yes, sir. It is be- as always. It has been a pleasure. An absolute pleasure having you on. And Likewise. no doubt you shall return shortly. Well, we have a list. We have a fair list. With, with uh, some some uh, uh, dramatic and, yes. and serious ones, and then we have some silly ones. Yes. Yes. And uh, I'm looking at you, Kenny Everett. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit, shit, we've got to cover that, yeah. I know. Yes. Well, well, then again, we did cover Oblivion and Oblivion too. So, yes, uh, <laughs> yes. I, but, uh, do you but, know, uh, I'm looking forward to the Kenny Act to that. We should do that one next. We should do that one next. Just So is that it. an announcement? Bloodbath at the House of Death from 1984 is yes, our next one? that is definitely our I'm next one. I'm all down for that. That is our next one. <laughs> just just I, because um, I need to watch it again, because the first time uh, I yeah. think I watched it, I don't believe my eyes took it all in. <laughs> no, it's been a while, and it's, it is, talk about a completely... It's batshit insane. <laughs> 
there you go. It, yes. Nuttier than squirrel excrement, I think, is the best way to uh, to put it. On the nose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a good place to put squirrel, squirrel. excrements, I no. suppose. And if you do end up with squirrel shit on your nose, what have you been doing? Oh, there's, yeah. there, there's, there's a long, dark story <laughs> that goes yeah. along with that one. You took brown nosing in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> and on oh, that wow. lavatorial note <laughs> I shall uh, I shall leave oh, you wow. go my good friend yeah I'm gonna prepare for well I'm gonna have dinner and walk the dog and then I'm gonna uh, get to the second recording of the day oh fantastic fantastic and what, are is, you, uh, what are you guys doing oh man sit down for this okay. Cannibal the Musical ah yes yeah. Mm. Yes, I we'll, think it's we'll got one of my favorite lyrics from a musical where he sings, My heart is like a big baked potato. Ah, yes. Spadoinkles, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'm still not sure what to think of that movie. I, I can't wait to hear that one because I just, yeah, I can't wait to listen to that episode because I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. Unfortunately, Daryl's not going to be there. Because he, it, it, again, it is Super Bowl Sunday, yes. so I think he is. No, he's not going. No, wait, what time is it? No, he's not. No, uh, not, not yet. But uh, he's he's off to a Super Bowl party, so uh, nice. he will not be. We will have another guest on. Uh, so he will be drunk time. off his ass, no doubt. <laughs> Might be. Yes. <laughs> so uh, so uh, he will unfortunately not be there. He'll be there next time. Yes. But, so before you go, now where can the good people find you? Oh yes, maybe I should tell them yes. if they want to listen to to uh, Cannibal the Musical. <laughs> uh, go to retromoviegeek.com for that one and for uh, all our other. We have some exciting things coming up. Yeah, actually. yeah, it's, uh, it's it's one of my favorites. It is one of my favorite shows. And... We have a, and a beautiful actress and a wonderful person called Trista Robinson joining us. Uh, Fantastic. Shortly, uh, so. Uh, and, and go back and listen to all our other. Uh, it's basically three man children talking <laughs> about, talking about movies, and occasionally Hugh has joined us, yes. so uh, another man child. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, yeah, and they can go back to forgottenflicks.com and yeah. hear our other stuff and the early stuff with Joel and Jason, or read yeah. some of my reviews. Fantastic. And uh, the new thing is, uh, you can go to and uh, well, it's still on the. Uh, Retro Movie Geek feed. Yes, uh, on the site, it's it's got its new feed out on uh, on whatever podcast uh, app you use. So you can type in "Terror on the Tube," where me and Joel and our brand new co-host Allison from the Haunted Davenport yes uh, podcast just, has joined another, us. They've got another episode coming out soon, haven't they? Oh, it's out already. It's oh, about Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. Oh, now what a way to come back! I know. What a way to so. come back. Yep, it's a good episode, and then uh, I had to. Uh, I started listening to it, and ten minutes in, thought, "Hey, you know what? I have to go back to rewatch Space yes. 1999." Great show, so, uh, great show. Yeah, I. It is. I'm not debating anything of it. So she's our new co-host on uh, Terror on the Tube, where we cover uh, horror and suspense TV movies from 70s, 80s, and I think we covered one from the 90s, but. Basically, most from 70s and 80s. So uh, that's where you can find me. And here, of course. Of course. Absolutely. Peter, my friend, our time together on this episode has come to an eye, and I must get, let you go get something to eat, walk the dog, and prep yourself for the big game. 
oh god for cannibalism and, <laughs> and singing <laughs> hey it's a it's very rarely done <laughs> yes uh I, I think that is a safe uh, way to put it yes. yes yes absolutely peter my friend as always thank you and take care and i'll speak to you soon talk soon man, Ta-da, man. <laughs> bye-bye bye as always, I want to say a big thank you for Peter for being on. Honestly, um, it's an absolute pleasure to record with him. Uh, and I can't wait for him to come back so he can discuss that Kenny Everett classic. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for What the Wookie Watched. Okay, up first we have got Land of the Minotaur from nine. 19- 1976. Let's check out the trailer. Come with us, if you dare, on a terrifying journey through cells of madness, haunts of horror and fear. Come with us to this forsaken monument of crumbling stones which echoes the desolate cries of the damned. Descend with us to the forbidden chambers of the ancient pagan gods of wrath, where the devil's men perform the secret rites of the land of the Minotaur. Those who enter the forbidden chamber of the Minotaur must die. Donald Pleasance as the man of God who defies the dark and sinister powers that curse this land and all who venture into it. The devil has many faces and many helpers too. Come on, let's get out of here. Peter Cushing as the Red Prince of Evil who lures young lovers into the deadly embrace of the devil's men. The old customs remain, and the ancient gods live on. The old customs remain, and the ancient gods live on. Okay, that was the trailer for The Land of the Minotaur from 1976. Um, it's a great trailer. Um, I love the fact that the, the, some of the trailers that we got on this uh, episode still got the hiss and the crackle on them. I love it. Absolutely love it. And this is uh, one of Greece's finest offerings in terms of horror. It's not really. It really isn't. I'm kind of over-egging the pudding a little bit there. Um, but it was directed by Costas 
Caraginius. Um, it starred Peter Cushing and Donald Pleasance. Yes, I know. I asked myself, what are they doing in this? Um, it starred Luan Peters, Costas uh, Caro Gerias as the leading man in this. And it's a story about uh, a group of young people uh, who apparently are on some kind of archaeological holiday, as you do, as you go on. Um, and they are kidnapped by a satanic cult. And it is up to Donald Pleasant's Irish priest, easier for me to see, to come and uh, rescue them. Um, yeah. And that's about it, really. Um, this is not a classic in any way, shape or form. It's got some great moments in it. Um, the, the trailer is possibly the best thing that happens in it. Um, the version that I've seen is, was clearly very, very heavily edited. Um, and it's it doesn't go anywhere. Um, however, Peter Cushing, as always, um, is exceptional. Uh, Donald Pleasant uh, is great as well, and they kind of sort of um, they kind of keep the thing ticking over. Um, yeah, this is it's available on Amazon Prime. I wouldn't be rushing back to watch this one again. Um, it at times it's quite pedestrian. Uh, Peter Cushing does look cool when he's all robed up in his big red satanic sort of outfit. Um, and the Minotaur, if you're expecting a monster to show up, you're gonna be a little bit disappointed by that. However, it does have some movements. It has um, some really, really interesting um, sort of Fulci-esque sort of uh, um, extreme close-ups of, <laughs> of people's eyes. And Peter Cushing is wonderful as the sort of um, as the lead uh, leader of the satanic cult. But other than that, I wouldn't sort of rush out and watch this one. Um, it's on Amazon, so if you've got Amazon Prime, you can watch it that way on there. I'd give this a 4 out of 10. Okay, up next we have got Gargoyles from 1972. Let's check out the trailer. The devil was once the most favoured of the host of angels serving the Lord. But pride welled in his breast. He thought it unseemly for him to serve. The devil and his band of followers who likewise suffered the sin of pride were defeated in battle by the Lord and his host and were banished to the outermost depths of hell, never to know the presence of the Lord or look on heaven again. Smarting with his wounds, but all the more swollen with pride, the devil cried out from the depths, it is better to rule in hell than serve in heaven. The devil proclaimed what was lost in heaven would be gained on earth. He said, my offspring, the gargoyles, will one day rule the Lord's works, earth and man. And so it came to pass that while man ruled on earth, the gargoyles waited, lurking, hidden from the light. Reborn every 600 years in man's reckoning of time, the gargoyles joined battle against man to gain dominion over the earth. In each coming, the gargoyles were nearly destroyed by men who flourished in greater numbers. Now it has been so many hundreds of years that it seems the ancient statues and paintings of gargoyles are just products of man's imagination. In this year, with man's thoughts turned toward the many ills he has brought upon himself, man has forgotten his most ancient adversary, the gargoyles. Okay, that was the trailer for Gargoyles from 1972. I had to cut the trailer down for this because it just went on and on 
and on. Um, you can watch the full trailer on YouTube. Um, now, Gargoyles is a 1972 TV movie. Um, it was directed as uh, as by Bill Norton under the name of B.W.L. Norton, for whatever reason. Um, it was written by Stephen Carp. It starred uh, Cornell Wilde, Jennifer Salt, um, Garson Hall. Bernie Casey pops up in this as the um, as the lead gargoyle. And he's and bizarrely they dub him over because apparently they didn't feel his voice was right. But he's superb in it. He's absolutely superb. And a very, very young Scott Glenn, um, who plays a dirt biking punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um the story behind this is you have a paleontologist and his daughter who are travelling through the southwest and they stumble upon um a colony of gargoyles um who have just finished their 500 year incubation period this is a ridiculously silly film but it's wonderful i absolutely loved it it is so cheesy it is so silly um the costumes for the gargoyles are just absolute genius um the performances in this uh, range from eggs over easy to full blown danish ham and they're wonderful it's great to see um scott glenn i think he's about nine uh, he looks about nine in this film um it's it's great i really really enjoyed it um it moves at a heck of a pace now originally this was set to be a tv pilot but never got made into the series but got turned out uh, but got turned into a movie of the week um and considering it, it is made for tv it, you know it's got some pretty good you know some some gory moments um i really really enjoyed this and i think you may be able to find this um free on the u of the tube so it's definitely worth it it's definitely worth checking it out um it's pure entertainment um it's absolutely bonkers but it's got some really really cool moments one of the things i absolutely love about this film is um you get for some reason whenever you see the gargoyles they're shot in slow motion um to try and and i think the director wanted to give them this otherworldly feel and it has that sort of feel of um the sort of uh, the blind dead kind of uh, kind of vibe to it which is just wonderful and completely ridiculous um but no it's good it's you know it's it's definitely worth it it's definitely got entertainment value um and i would give this a 5.5 out of 10 okay up next we have got from 1982 the master himself lucio fulci's the new york ripper let's check out the trailer What do you want? To dedicate a murder to you. Somebody called for you. Yeah, who? The guy with the strange voice. 
said he'd call you back. He sounded just like a duck. Just like a duck? If the guy who attacked her is our friend who calls and talks like a duck, well, he's made his first big mistake. Yeah. Anyway, we've got all five boroughs alerted, and we'll also inform all the radio stations. Shouldn't be too hard to find a guy missing two fingers in his right hand. Fly down, cop! <laughs> you don't think I'm making up hours to let you pinpoint me with your stupid crazy machines, do you? the data and we'll wait till the next victim. So you think you'll do it again? Oh, yes. Okay, now it's been a while um, since we covered uh, a Fulci movie, um, and so I thought I'd dive back in um, and jump in with uh, the New York Ripper. And as you know, I've said many, many times, I am a huge Lucio Fulci fan. Um, I think his work uh, is finally getting the recognition that it deserves. However, um, this is not for the faint-hearted. Um, of course, it's directed by uh, Fulci. It was written by Gianfranco Caliki. Uh, it starred Jack Hadley, Almeta Suska, Howard Ross, Andre Ochapinti, uh, Alexandra Delicoli, uh, Paolo Malacco, uh, Cinzi De Ponte, and Cosmios Cinari. Um, this is um, this is Fulci at his meanest, at his darkest, at his goriest, at his possibly the most misogynistic film that you could possibly see. Um, This obviously ended up on the video nasties list uh, here in the UK, and this certainly is not a film um, for the faint-hearted. It really, really isn't. Um, This is... um, this is it, this this is truly Fulci at his blackest, um, it, you know this um, this is grimy, it is sleazy, um, and at times very very difficult to watch as lots of the characters are deeply unlikable. That being said, this film has, if you can get past all of that has at the heart a, a really really good giallo um but also if you can get past the um the murderer putting on a bizarre donald duck-esque voice and quacking um this is a really really difficult one because you can understand why people uh, were outraged by it this is very very gory um i, I think um when it was originally um it was 
um, released um, it, in the UK. Um, it was only given, um, Vipco managed to get it, uh, but they weren't allowed to sort of widely publish publicise it. Um, it had to have 22 seconds worth of cuts made to it to put a particular scene involving a razor blade, uh, which is an incredibly difficult scene to watch, but it's very, very well shot. Very well shot. Um, the, um, the Some of the voice dubbing in this um, is, is interesting, um, but... It is. Um, it, it's not easy. It really, really isn't easy. And I'm kind of caught between sort of wanting to praise the film, but also sort of warn people that this is not something that you can just chuck on and sit down and sort of everybody feel good around it because it's not. Um, however, that being said, um, I would score this a seven out of ten, and I think it is a. It's a must for anybody um, who is a fan of uh, Euro horror, and certainly for people who are, um, you know, are looking to go back and reevaluate Fulci's work. So, ladies and gentlemen, our time is drawing to a close. <laughs> You're gonna have to bear with me. I'm a little bit wonky because I am I am suffering with vertigo on this episode, so I'm uh, I'm kind of uh, strapped to my seat to record this. Um, as always, I want to say a big thank you to Peter for being on. Um, I can't wait for him to come back on, and I certainly cannot wait for us to cover um, the Kenny Everett classic. <laughs> Things that we watch. Um, so, uh, before I go, um, if you've enjoyed this show, or if you've enjoyed any of our episodes, why not pop on over and buy us a coffee? Because after all, a caffeinated Wookiee is a happy Wookiee. So <laughs> you can follow the link on um, the, the show notes, but you can find us over on Buy Me A Coffee um, and you can leave us a small donation. All donations go directly back into the show. They don't go into my pocket. It's not for profit or anything else. It's to help us sort of that we can uh, sort of start uh, upgrading some of our equipment, start sort of expanding um, our repertoire a little bit, but obviously all those different things cost a little bit of money. So we would like to sort of be able to just sort of reinvest in that. If not, carry on enjoying the show as much as you want. But it would be wonderful if you could. And as we and if you do, we'll give you a nice shout out on the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, in the immortal words of Count Dacula, good night out there. Whatever you are.